Hello, my name is Frank C. Um, my phone number, I'm in Pacific time, is 310-658-2296. I came into OA in 2005. Uh, September uh, the 4th is the start of my abstinence date. I've been abstinent since then. Uh, I was over 400 pounds. And just the other day, a couple days ago, I was at the doctor's and they weighed me and I was 250 pounds. So I've lost over 150 pounds and I've kept it off for... I don't know, 17 years now. And um, yes, I'm happy to be here. It's a privilege. And, you know, sharing the, 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 the pseudo podium with Tony sounds like a wonderful idea. My topic today, I, I guess I'm going to talk about humor. Um, yeah, I mean, the one thing I didn't know was going to happen when I came into OA is that people were going to laugh a little. And when you laugh a little, it makes you feel less afraid. And, you know, I, it, I, it was such a serious thing. I was miserable. And people were talking about, you know, you could die from being overweight and all this stuff. And then, you know, we start telling stories. And um, this one lady talked about she was halfway from her car to this restaurant. She was going to have lunch. And she tripped on the sidewalk. And she actually like really hurt her ankle and then she had her choice she could go back to the car and then try to go to a doctor or she could go finish the 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 walk and have lunch with some friends and she decided instead of taking care of herself going and have food and you know we're all laughing at this kind of stuff this one lady talked about dropping her ice cream on the floor in the garage and she started eating it you know and i'm i'm thinking i can do that i i have dropped food on the floor you know i I always do the the five second rule you know that kind of stuff and my funny one you know i I would turn around and uh i i'd get hot food and i'd be driving someplace and i'd actually roll the window down and stick the food out the window as i'm shooting down the freeway to cool it down and i'd pull that up and you know and i would eat it and it was like one day I shared that at a, at a meeting, and this guy came up to me after the meeting and said, no, Frank, you're doing it all wrong. And I go, I'm doing it all wrong. Why am I doing it wrong? And he goes, no, you turn on the air conditioning, you put it up to the vent. And see, that's the whole thing. We all have this problem with food, but we dealt with it so differently. And we laugh about this stuff now. You know, we used to cry about it, but we laugh about it. And, you know, I start when I started, like I said, I was over 400 pounds. I, I didn't, my life was miserable in the sense that, you know, physically I was hurting, emotionally I was a wreck, spiritually was not there. And, you know, I found a sponsor and I started working the steps and things, you know, just struck me funny sometimes how, how coincidences happen, you know, like one, my, my sponsor used to send me to different meetings the drop off and I'm in the Southern California area in my little area we had um we had this uh flyer that showed all the meetings and stuff like that and for a while there I was in charge of the doing the flyer and he'd keep sending me to send this take this flyer to different meetings and I'm going why aren't the beanies coming to me and you know eventually when i look over my shoulder or what was going on it was he was introducing me to people in in the in the fellowship you know we I, I got to meet people all over the place and one time this guy called me from a different city in the la area 
and wanted to know where a meeting was in Orange County. And only because my sponsor had done what he had done with me, I knew who to call and figure out how to get to that meeting. And, you know, I was just very fortunate. Um, I, my problem has always been I felt like less. I felt different. You know, I, and, and food was the only way the volume would get turned down. Um, yeah, I mean, from that standpoint, when I walked in, I guess, and I started doing, I, I guess I just started feeling like, uh, like I found a place where I could belong. And, uh, and you know, like I said, the stories, there was this one lady that talked about Easter's here, and she would turn around, and when she'd buy the chocolate bunnies for her kids, she'd, she'd eat the ears off all the bunnies before she gave it to the kids. And then the kids, when they started getting old enough, they go, Mommy, how come our bunnies never have any ears? That's the kind of story, and that's the humors that we got, you know. Um it, it's a very strange thing because, you know, we face this thing and, well, I did. And, you know, I, I just don't know how to, I don't know how to control my emotions. I don't know how to um, say no to certain things. But working with my sponsor, I know I can say not today. Now, um, that was the one thing he'd always tell me. He'd go, Okay, Frank, you can have that, but can you wait till tomorrow? Can you not have it for 24 hours? And I'd go, well, okay. I th I'll try to hold it for 24 hours. He says, Frank, anybody could do something for 24 hours. And I would do that. And, you know, my, my first sponsor passed away after about 10 years. and But I still hear his voice in my head. And when something comes on, something happens to me. And, I, and I'm going past, uh, in, like there's the little stores over here, like 7-Eleven or whatever, I go, oh, going to 7-Eleven, I could get something. And then I hear my sponsor in the back of my head going, well, Frank, you can get that, but can you wait till tomorrow? And, you know, I listen to my that little voice. And I know that little voice is my higher power. I know that little voice is my old sponsor, you know. And it's, he's still with me, even though he's not here anymore. And I have a new sponsor. You know, I've had I've gone through a couple more sponsors, and the one I have now, I've had for a little over, oh, I don't know, um, a year and a half now. And uh, when my second sponsor sort of disappeared in the pandemic, I started looking around for another sponsor. And what I did is I I tracked down one of my original sponsors' sponsees. And he, that he had a longer time, and I asked him to be my sponsor. And like a crazy guy, he said yes, and so I have a new sponsor, and I'm happy. I mean, I the thing is, I, I have sponsees myself. The last one just left me, and the reason he left me, we were on the fourth step. He broke his abstinence, and instead of, like, trying to whatever, he decided, well, okay, I'm going to find a new sponsor because it's not working, and that's fine. And that's that whole thing. I understand, I understand I can't make anybody eat or not eat. I have trouble making myself eat or not eat. But as long as I listen to my higher power and I realize that, you know, this is my home and, you know, the, the healthier I get, um, I don't know, uh, I can help others. Uh, I have a new family and... Um, yeah, I have my, like I said, I have a sponsor. I have, right now I'm looking for some sponsees. 
And I know that's the one thing that will help me stay abstinent by help by getting away from myself thinking and turn around and help other people. Um, I go to, you know, two meetings in person, one pe- meeting online in OA. Um, like I said, I, I, my morning is normal as a normal meeting. I get up, I turn around and I do my prayers. Then I go sit in the kitchen with a cup of tea and I read some literature that my, my current sponsor wants me to read a little bit. And I find a, a, a sentence and then I turn around and I write something about it. And then I call him and then I make some outreach calls after that. And that's my morning. And every morning I do that. And, you know, I've so far, I've called my sponsor every day for the last year and a half, my current one, until, and one minute, thank you. Yeah. And then, when he, and only time I didn't call him is one day he was on a vacation and he told me don't call him until like later in the day. And so I didn't call him in the morning, I called him later in the afternoon. And, uh, you know, he's my, um, he's my embodiment of my higher power right here. And I know I could pick up the phone and call him anytime. And, uh, you know, my first sponsor was a, a wonderful person and he always tried to make me step a little out of my comfort zone and help out. And um, that's sharing is part of that. You know, a lot of people don't like to be verbal, but, uh, you know, um, if I don't share, that's another problem because then I hold that poison inside of me and I got to get it out. So anyways, I hope somebody got something out of that share. Uh, Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Frank. Okay, Tony. You're on. Oh, hi. This is Tony. Oh, boy. So, Frank, thank you. So that that was it's a hard act to follow. I like that humor. Um, so, so thank you. Thank you for that. I got a lot out of that, too. Um, so, um, so, okay. But, oh, so someone, let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, I'm going to get my timer started, too. Okay. So you let me know, uh, uh, all right. Okay. So, so I um I am so grateful to uh, be uh you know co-sharing with Frank and um so my name is is Tony. I'm a grateful recovered um compulsive overeater and um I also I do big book study and uh, but I'm also blessed to uh you know be um active in um 100 pounders. And so um, I uh, I have lost over a hundred pounds, and uh, sometime when I you know sometime I guess I thought about what people think about the way I lost the weight, but always oh, helped me keep it off. So after I actually had bariatric surgery, um, I was overweight from the time I was a little child, and I really suffered with being teased and ridiculed, and. Um, after you know living with that for over about thirty years and having um diabetes and a lot of health issues, vascular disease um started to a lot of difficulty walking out of after having a lot of health issues um I felt like um and also having a doctor like browbeat me over and over again about oh, you should do something about it, you know this I'm really concerned about you morbidly overweight. Was over 300 pounds, and 
after all of that, I, I succumbed to having weight loss surgery. So I, I certainly say that that is a solution for a lot of people. It was a solution for me um, at the time, and I do not regret having that. But that ended up not being the final solution for me. Um, I lost the weight, and I kept it off, you know, for several years. But, you know, something clicked in my head because this is an illness. And so I was able, I guess, to keep it at bay for a number of years, you know, focusing just on, you know, food plans and and compliance to it and, and things like that. And I was able to do that for a long time. But there was a time, I can't say what happened, but I, I kind of got, I guess, I, I the addiction came back. It reared its ugly head. Uh, I know it happened at the beginning of the pandemic, like a lot of, you know, you know, cabin fever changes in cycle. That may be what it was, but it reared its ugly head and it was out of control. It was like, you know, the horse is out of the out of the gate, and I could not rear, rear it back in. And I started to gain weight again, and so I felt so lost. I'm like, I I had this weight loss surgery, and now this weight is coming back on. I cannot stop this. I was feeling crazy and upset all the time. And um and I and I after just feeling so crazy and upset, I I knew someone that was in OA, and I talked to them about it, and they um and they seemed to have some recovery, and they they seemed to be doing well and managing their weight, and so I spoke to them about it, and they said, why don't you try OA? And I was like, and I had I had heard of OA years and years ago, like thirty probably thirty five years ago. And when I say heard of it, I, I had even walked in the rooms and sat in the rooms maybe four or five times, and I had made a decision way back then that that wasn't for me. They seemed like nice people, but that wasn't for me. And I didn't even give it a chance, and I walked away. And so when this person brought it up, I said, I am hopeless. I am hopeless. And as you know, when we look at the steps, you know, we admit it, we're powerless over food. And I was hopeless, and I knew that I was powerless. I was powerless. And so this is when phone meetings were going. This is, you know, the, the it was in 2021, and so the pandemic had already been on, going on for a while, and you know, even. And I um, got on the phone meeting, and I I found, you know, I listened to people who sounded like me. I listened to people who knew the insanity of of, of compulsively overeating. And then I also had a chance to listen to them and reflect back on all the behaviors in my life from the time I was a teenager and a young adult, times where I would go out late at night and get food. I, I, I lived in a neighborhood, you know, growing up that wasn't, was, was still pretty safe, but, you know, how safe is it for someone 17 years old to go you know, down the street at 11 o'clock at night and get some food. That's not that safe, you know what I mean? And so, or 12 o'clock at night, as long as a little, you know, fast food place near my house was still open to go out. You know, my parents wouldn't have wanted me to go out at that time by myself, but I did it anyway. I'd wait till they go to, went to bed and sneak out and down there and call, call in so that I could get it and get back in the house and eat it and then go outside and put their trash in the trash and wrap it up good so, you know, my dad didn't notice it or whatever. The insanity of all those things I did through the years and all the things I tried to, you know, the gym memberships and all this kind of stuff. I mean, going to the gym is great. I go to the gym now, but I actually go <laughs> before I never went. Um, 
And everything I tried, diet pills, everything. Some worked for a little while, but then, you know, they didn't work they didn't work because I didn't have a solution. So I I'm so grateful when I came in a program and I got a sponsor who was willing to guide me through the steps and and, and I, I learned to, to begin to as I worked the steps to have neutrality towards food. It is such an amazing feeling. It's like our ten step promises. Actually having neutrality towards food is it's it's such an amazing feeling that I, I just it, it it's it's hard to describe and it's something that uh you know that I would love for for everyone to experience. You know, whereas I, I'll give you an example, I was with my husband the other day and he decided he wanted something, you know, from the store. And it was late at night. And in the past I would I would have either said, Oh, I want that too or I would have said no, you can't eat that in front of me. You know, I, don't, don't eat that in front of me. Uh, you know, I'm going to have a problem with that if you eat that in front of me. But I was like, you go right ahead and eat it if you like. And it didn't bother me a bit. It did not bother me a bit. And I was like, I was just so so grateful and just you're just praying and reaching out to my higher power and say, oh, thank you for that neutrality. But I get that neutrality because I work at it every day. I'm I'm willing to get up. And work my program, beginning to, you know, some prayer meditation, you know, with and, and and just ask and invite my higher power to be part of my day, and and then willing to get on meetings and do outreach, you know, and and talk with my sponsor. I don't do it every day, but at least I text my sponsor, you know, every day, and uh, you know, share about. I've done, you know, my my eleventh step at nighttime. I do that where I review my day, and if I've had any resentment, if I'm being resentful, selfish, fearful, dishonest, I'm going to, you know, send that to them in a ten step or call her up, and we're going to talk about it. And I'm going to have an action plan, and you know, I reach out to newcomers and fellowship with with uh, other members in in program, and um and I sponsor. I'm currently sponsoring two people. And, you know, when I'm willing to put the work in, then that's where, you know, I get the, the joy of, of neutrality and the joy of living in recovery. And um, and so it's just uh, I don't have to live like I lived before, which is, was a horrible, horrible way to live. And in summary, it, it's, it stopped all those crazy thoughts. But mind you, it's only as long as I'm willing to work it every day. And... Um, I'm able to uh, maintain my weight. I lost the weight that I gained, and I've been able to maintain it now Now two years. I've been in recovery two years, and it has been such a joy. But also, additionally, with the weight, I've learned that the, the honesty, the honesty in the sense that I I play the role of the victim in other parts of my life. When I trust that we say use these principles in all our affairs, I play the role of the victim in so many areas of my life. So working in program not only helped me to recognize that of my behaviors, because when we're compulsively overeating, it's a behavior issue. It's not just the food that we want to eat that's not good for us. It's our behaviors. I know I've got less about a minute to go. It's our behaviors also. So so our our issues are almost more like someone who's a gambler, you know, like, it's not that they have, you know, they people have to deal with money to live. But when they use it abusively, it's when the problem. So we have to eat to live. But when we use it as a solution, 
when we're you know irritable, discontented, and all that, that's when it becomes a problem. So that's just before I end, thank you. So I just want to read something from the big book really quick, and then I'm going to be done. So when when we're willing to show up each day, what we get is we cease fighting anything or anyone, even food. For for this time, I, I'm replacing alcohol with food. For by this time, sanity will have returned. We'll seldom be interested in, in compulsive eating. And if tempted, we recall from it as a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we'll find that this has happened automatically. We'll see that we have a new attitude to a food that's been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. It's a miracle. We're not fighting it, nor that we're avoiding temptations. We feel as though we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We're not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. And that's just a little portion of the big book. I replace alcohol with food. And so with that, I'm just so grateful. And so part of that is being of service. And so I'm just thankful for letting me be of service tonight and, and co-sharing with Frank and, um, my name is Tony. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, and uh, I'm just thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you.